Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here your host of White Label American Podcast. In the month of March, we have been highlighting women on this show. There's only so many episodes that we can fit in this month, hence my re-releasing some of my favorite episodes to feature women. Isra El-Salihi and Verena Tuna, my missus, to go with the first two episodes from earlier in the month. Michelle Ngome, and Brenda Chuinkam. Please check them out if you haven't already. But we have had a lot of women on this show. And in today's episode, I'll be sharing with you some of my favorite moments with some of the women that I have had the honor of having on this show. It's about celebrating their diversity and identities. I hope that you will enjoy it as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Getting us started, these are moments from episode 70 in my conversation with Sarah Haruna Moda. I'm mostly mistaken to be a South African or Malaysian, I'm sorry, Malawian or just somewhere different, not Nigeria. And then I ended up saying, yes, I am from Nigeria and uh, I am from the North. And then that's when all the questions come in. Wow, we've never met, you know, another Nigeria in the UK. We've never met, you know, somebody who speaks Elsa or, you know, there's only a few of you here. Why are you here? So then I I dive into answering questions and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> raising awareness about North, yeah, etc. Yes, unsurprising. Yeah. So, um, where in Nigeria were you born? So, I was born in Gombe, and Gombe is a state in Nigeria, uh, northern Nigeria, um, from the northern part of Nigeria. Uh, it was originally from um, derived from Bauchi State, mm-hmm. so we're now a state of our own. So I was oh, there. so oh, that came out from Bauchi. I was thinking, uh, yes. Gongola, former no, no. Gongola. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Yola. Yes, I don't state. Yes. So yeah, so I was born in Gombe, and um, yeah, and almost kind of raised there. I was all over the place, but yeah, Gombe is your ethnic group. Is it Hausa, or one of the other tribes that exist in the north that people don't really know about? Yes, so I, yes, the, the general ethnic group would be Hausa. Okay. And, um, but in, my, in, in Hausa, there are loads of different tribes and different, you know, from the region, there is, there are a lot of different tribes and I speak Tera also. So Tera is the tribe, basically. And mm. um, but Hausa is, call it a lingua franca. Okay. So in the North, most people speak Hausa language. But there, there are so many perceptions anyway about the North. Yeah, and and people get wrong about you know the ethnic group in the north, the ethnic groups in the north. 
If you enjoyed these moments, please check out episode 70 with Sarah Haruna Moda. And the next moment comes from episode 71 featuring Roxana Caro and her husband was also on this episode, but uh, we don't really care about him right now. This is all about Roxana and she's also a star of Netflix, The Circle. So you see, come on my podcast and you become a Netflix star. Hey, we still love you, Wayne, but this is about Roxana and it's Women's History Month. So be a good, be a good husband. Take one for the team. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Check it out. And we're basically what you, I guess, would call now, which is trending, a Blendian family. Um, so uh, that's who we are <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, I think the best way to say we're like the whole, every culture and every difference in the world, we've just basically united it as one. I am South Indian Muslim, uh, four foot four. Wayne is African-American, 6'1", or 6'2", one of them things. He's huge. Um, <laughs> and he converted to Islam prior to marrying me. Um, and it's just been, we have a five-year-old daughter who's mixed, and we come from a very big family on both sides. And I think with sharing our story, so many people seem to be so intrigued. Like, mm-hmm. we look at it like, what, we're regular people? Like, there's nothing really major about us. But... People are always just interested in asking us questions and, you know, interested in knowing our story. So I guess in the whole thing of living life, we've also become creatives. We're just trying to share and inspire people and build. Yes. And it's, it's funny you brought that point up that resonated with me because my parents are immigrants from India. They've been in America for 40 years. Right. And here everybody's probably expecting me that grew up in Jersey city you know, born in New Jersey all my life. All I know is American culture. This is, this is, you know, coming from immigrants. I, you would think I'm so Americanized just by my accent or because I married an American, right? Yeah. But it's, it's so crazy how I am very, very tied to my South Indian roots. I still speak my native language. I'm still, you would honestly think I was an Indian woman from India that married an Indian man. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And people, that's not what people would think when they see me like, oh, she married a black man. She's, you know, she's probably very Americanized. She probably doesn't speak the language. When we always joke and say it's literally fried chicken, curry chicken. Like that's <laughs> our life in a nutshell. We have, we've fused it completely. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed those moments featuring Roxana, episode 71. Don't forget to check it out, Roxana and Wayne. And these next moments comes all the way from Nairobi, episode 76, featuring Josephine Karian Jahi. Wow, um, I was born in Nairobi, in Kenya. That's, uh, for people who are not so familiar, that's kind of south um, of the equator, but still the center and capital of Nairobi. I'm, uh, you know, born to two Kenyan parents who also are from Nairobi, and uh, their parents migrated to Nairobi a long time ago, uh, or just outside Nairobi. And I grew up, uh, went to primary school here, 
uh, grew up very much, you know, like many African kids close to my family members, extended family members, spent a lot of time with my cousins. Shout out to all my cousins. I know that they're, they're going <laughs> to listen to some of these uh, episodes because of you. Um, and also just, the, you know, being able to kind of uh, do things like uh, hang out with friends. I grew up uh, in, a, in Nairobi, which is a very, you know, it's a very multicultural city. My uh, primary school was very multicultural. Um, got to go to school with kids whose backgrounds were that their parents were born in other countries and then they moved to Nairobi. Uh, their parents were of, um, you know, were from all over Kenya, all over Africa. And also uh, their parents were, um, you know, had brought them to Nairobi and were experiencing this, also this multicultural city. Yeah. So that was a very important part of um, my childhood. I went to a great school, um, one of the Aga Khan schools, which is a public school in, in Nairobi. And if people know the Aga Khan network, it's a network of, uh, it's an education network around the world. Uh, they do all kinds of um, education projects in, you know, in countries with majority black and brown people uh, like Kenya uh, and many others. And so they created a hybrid kind of model where uh, they were part of the public school system, but they kind of added a little bit more uh, content in terms of uh, drama programs, music programs, sports programs that, you know, a, a lot of people who went to public school in Kenya may not necessarily have had a chance to experience. Yeah. So I knew really early on, I want, you know, we had a, we even had a school magazine. Like if you can wow. imagine, like just, you know, you know, a, a magazine where you feature the kids and they get to take it home and, you know, they have pictures of themselves and, you know, for kids who grew up with all of that, yes. you know, that's very okay. But, you know, if you know um, many public schools in Kenya and other African countries don't necessarily have this exposure. That's true. Uh, so that, that was a very important part of me growing up uh, because I got to understand what the stage was like. We had a really fantastic um, drama teacher, um, Mr. Adwar, um, shout out, Mr. Edward. If you're listening to this, I'm sure he's into podcasting somewhere in the world. Um, and he was really great at helping us kind of understand how to um, think about poetry, think about writing, think about drama and the stage. And so although I knew, you know, you had to be, you know, had to focus on your studies, yeah. I knew there was this whole other world where you could explore creativity and you could connect. And so by the time, you know, we got to the national exams, which are a very big deal in every context, you know, you, um, you get to, so I did um, eight years of primary school. And at the end of the eight years, we did a national exam with all the kids from across the country. And then from those uh, results, you were selected to a school. So oh, imagine these okay. 12, 13 year old kids studying for an exam, which will, which will determine what kind of high school you go to. Yeah. So I know a lot of people can relate to the stress <laughs> of being really you know, keen on that. Um, I've enjoyed school and I've been fortunate to have opportunities to you know, be able to excel in certain areas in school. And um, you know, that helped me go to one of the top girls schools in Kenya uh, Precious Blood, secondary school. Yes, it was a Catholic girl's school. I was school. just about to ask. You know, you <laughs> from, know. From, the, so... from the name. <laughs> it was in Nairobi also. Um, okay. So they picked students who are from Nairobi. It was very competitive and very focused on academics. Was I it a boarding school? Myself. 
it was a boarding school okay. in Nairobi. Um, and it was very strict. I mean, super, super strict. Like, uh, what's something we did? We didn't really have a visiting day. Oh, wow. Like, we're told you'd either choose between having a um, visiting day, which, you know, maybe parents come and visit you at boarding school every week, or you have a midterm where you get to go home. You don't get both. Oh. So... So I hope you enjoyed that moment with Josephine, episode 76. Don't forget to check it out. And these next moments are very dear to me. Comes from my cousin who passed away in, in December, Tawanda Asamoe, episode 77. I have a lot of a lot of different identities that intersect all inside of me. So my mom is from Zimbabwe and she came to Massachusetts when she was 16 years old. Um, and she went to school out here and went to college. And my dad, <laughs> which is how we're related, yes. is Nigerian. And he came out here, I believe, when he was 19, maybe 20. He was young. Yeah. Um, and he came out here for school uh, also. So they met at college. And so they uh, subsequently fell in love, got married, and had little old me. So I <laughs> was born in um, Worcester, Massachusetts as a result. Um, I always like to give people this little tidbit. I am the only Tawanda Asamoah in the world. There wow. are a lot of Asamoahs. <laughs> As you know, we have a yes. very big family. <laughs> there are a lot of Asamoahs, and there are tons of Tawandas. Tawanda is a Zimbabwean name traditionally given to the firstborn son oh. or daughter or child, firstborn child. Um, so it's a gender-neutral name. You can oh. meet, yeah, you'll meet Tawandas of various genders if you are on that part of the world. Okay, good to know. I, 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 but because it's a Zimbabwean first name and a Nigerian last name, <laughs> I am the only Tawanda Asamoah in the world. So, do uh, you know the meaning of uh, Tawanda? So, it means um, kind of like we are whole. So, it's kind of, you know, a child is what makes a family. Yes. So, it's like it means we're together or we are whole or, you know, that type of thing. That's why it's usually given to the firstborn child. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And um, what, what tribe in Zimbabwe is it from? So Zimbabwe is different than Nigeria in that they're not really broken down into tribes. You know, my mom's okay. from Harare. She speaks Shauna. Um, yeah. yeah, but they're not. She doesn't really have a tribe in that, you know, like okay. I would say, oh, we are Ija. We are, you yeah. know, of the Ija people. That's not kind of how it goes down with her. Once again, this is from episode 77, featuring my late cousin, Tuanda Asamoe. Next up is a lovely moment from episode 84, featuring a New Yorican artist, Laudelina Martinez. Mm. But then when the internet came around and I entered my name in the internet, I realized there were lots of Laudelinas. Wow. It's actually a name that comes from the uh, islands not far away from uh, Spain. And uh, 
it's um, it's a name that uh, you know was brought to Brazil, to Cuba, uh, to Cape Verde, I believe. So when I look through the name in the internet, I discovered that um, um, you know there were Blavelinos for many many years. In fact, there are a number of obituaries, and it's very strange to read. Uh, you know, Ladalina Martinez has died. Wow. <laughs> the very strange thing to see in the internet. You know, the whole idea of reinvention is so important, not just on a personal level, but then also in terms of, of tongues. How do you become something else when what gave you your personality uh, your income is totally gone. And uh, uh, there's a lot in the United States that appears to be going through that kind of cycle. And some people are better at reinventing than other people. True. And, I'm, and I'm not talking about gentrifying because there is an awful lot of gentrifying also being done in some places. And what happens is that people are displaced. Yeah. people who were there before and they can no longer afford to be there but i'm talking about reinvention um i don't i don't know it so well but there's a town called kingston uh next to the hudson river and um, a number of people have decided that perhaps the arts might be the way to reinvent kingston Kingston is a very old town, so in one sense, who knows how many other times it was reinvented, you know? Mm -hmm. but, uh, but that appears to be a town where that is going on now. There are also towns in upstate New York that used to be like fabulously wealthy and big, like Buffalo. Yep. And then Buffalo lost a lot of population but they still had a number of very outstanding things, such as institutions of higher education, uh, a system of uh, landscaping that was put together by somebody named Olmsted, who is a great um, architectural landscaper, all kinds of things like that, many fabulous buildings uh, but sometimes the idea is not so much to reinvent, but how to survive when a great number of your people have left. Something like that is happening in Puerto Rico right now. Many people yeah. left. There's a lot of flights from, yeah. the, from the island. Yeah. From the island because of the um, um, various problems such as Maria, the uh, hurricane. The, the last hurricane where, where the help never so, really arrived. So, so. so now you have an island, you know, that is used to be overpopulated before, but now it's um, trying to figure out how to be with fewer numbers of people. If you enjoyed Lina, you can hear the full conversation in episode 84. Next up is a conversation from episode 86 featuring 
The Power of Calmness, Marie Valerie Placide. Yeah, my name is French. Okay, so do, do, uh, do you know the meanings of your names? No, there's no meaning. In fact, uh, Marie, uh, you know, Haiti is a very Catholic um, country. So most of the time you will see people uh, with religious name, like okay. Jean, Marie, yeah. things like that before their actual name. So it's like your parents call you, give you that name as a protection somehow. But um, as uh, you know, as the time goes by, people don't do that anymore. But you know, for my time, they yes. would make sure that you have, you know, your first what we consider here in the U.S. as the first name. They would make sure that it's a, uh, you know, Bible name. Oh, so okay. just it can protect you. Yeah, it can protect you. Yeah, um, it, it's a common thing amongst the Christian side of Nigeria too. We... But Valerie, I've searched it. Somehow Valerie means power. And I feel yeah. every time I say that, I feel so powerful, you know? <laughs> I'm being silly. But um, uh, Placid, you know, Placid is calm. And when you, when I search for my last name, you know, in the, the dictionary, it means calm. Okay. Sometimes I'm really not really that calm, but um, it's like power. I would say it's calm power. If you would have to give it, you know, um, a uh, meaning, I would say that my name is, you know, or the, or the power of calmness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Rafa, mm. um, Marie Valérie Placide. It's a French name, mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, I inherited my grandmother's last name. So, which is Placid. Okay. Um, they have ties from friends. I think I have family also from, um, what do you call this country again? Um, I can't remember now, but mostly European countries. And my family was, you know, my mom was like a very, Light skin, my grandmother, my my dad, they I mean not my dad, but my granddad, they were all very light skinned people. So that's why you see my oh, little wow. like that. So yeah, it's a it's a French name. <laughs> if you want to hear more of my conversation with Marie Valerie Placide. Episode 86 is where it's at. The next moment comes from episode 87, featuring the first set of cousins to be featured on this podcast, Amaka Abara and Jennifer Ann Stodel. That's why we connected. That's why that vibe was just there. Because pe yeah. Pitakwa people, we just, it's just natural. We know ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my life was in Patakot, the other half was in the way then before I moved to UK. So yeah, <clears throat> Jenny. <laughs> okay, let me begin for myself. I was born in Abba. In hey. Then like a um, few years later, went to move to Patakot and I did my whole primary school, my whole secondary school up to SS3. 
moved back to ABBA. Then I went to, I was in my second year of ABBA State University and then moved to the UK with my family. Oh. And I have been here ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you grew up in primary, secondary school. Yeah. And like, you don't really know most of the area. And you hear of places, but... Like I went to Portacot when la, um, January and I could not recognize anywhere. Everything's changed. Obviously, that's that's normal. But it's just the fact that, you know, when people mention places in Portacot, except is the route to and from church. I don't really know. <laughs> and school. <laughs> I don't talk that much, which is a shame. But yeah. oh well. But it is. Yeah. So me, mostly was saying Obi-Boom. Yeah. Like, but in Portacot terms, it's Oyibo. Uh, and obviously, I went to Abloma, um, first um, junior secondary, JS1 to JS3. Um, usually around Oyibo and Transamadi is mm-hmm. only place. Yeah. And Mother Cats. That sounds so familiar. Wow. Where, where, where is Mother Cat? Yeah, I see. Where you get cat taxes, you know, where it's slum better, slum Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that name rings a bell, but yeah. you tell me, I'll put a gun to your head and, you know, I will never know how to get there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had mother cat. <laughs> <laughs>
for more of the conversation with my friend and daughter of Africa, Busi, check out episode 91. Next up, episode 93, featuring Mojishola Wilson. Let's dive in. So let's go to the very beginning, you know, and you have such beautiful names. And I have a story about your name, Moji, because it relates to one of my classmates when I was in secondary school. But um, yeah, can, can you break down your beautiful names, what, what they mean? My name is Moji, born into, it's Mojisola. Mojisola, Moji, you know, there's different variations of Moji, mm-hmm. but Moji is to be born. And in my case, it's born into wealth. Mm. Because I guess I was born when my father was beginning to make his money. And then um, the Wilson part is my wife's name and my last name joined together. Sola is the solar energy, the solar power. Um, It's a name that I really, really, I hope I'm wearing well. The sun always comes up. Um, But my my Yoruba name is Moji Sola, born into wealth. Well, I was born in Kaduna. And um, my dad lived in Kaduna with my mom back then. And then the war broke out. You know, I was born really during the war and the war broke out and everybody was trying to figure out where they would go. So my dad moved to Lagos and we lived in Ikoyi. And then from Ikoyi, we lived in Ilupeju. But of course, everybody's from Lagos, right? Mm-hmm. But we all have a village we're from. So I'm from Nigeria, Kitty. And um, I grew up in Lagos primarily, but my dad owned businesses all across Nigeria. So I ended up going to high school in Ikere, and which is where they send all the bad Lagos kids <laughs> to school in the village. So <laughs> African comprehensive. <sighs> yeah, but that's where I ended up going. And it was very nice. I mean, and then I think I finished high school and could not pass A-levels. And, you know, instead of staying in Nigeria, my father just shipped me off. He woke me up 5 a.m. one morning and said, OK, you're going to America. And I'm like, who? Because nobody went to America in those days. America mm-hmm. was not even considered to be a, a place where you go for higher education. Everybody went to the UK. It, you know, we still had the opportunity to go back and forth in those days. We were still part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. So I was shocked. I'm like, why am I the one going to America? America? Nobody go. All I knew about America was that they shot people. Bonanza. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let, let me, I, I'll, I'll come back to Ikere. I hope I said it right, Ikere. Uh, that, yeah. that, that was just fascinating. I haven't, I haven't heard that one before. But, <laughs> but something you said about that, just, yeah, I, I've heard of schools like that in almost every city that I've been to. So. Yeah. <laughs> The next snippets comes from episode 99 with my dear friend Faida Jela of Freedom is Mine. For your listeners who don't know, I, I mean, you can hear from my accent that I'm British. <laughs> I gave, gave myself away. But um, so I am mixed race. I'm based in London. I'm half uh, white British, half Congolese from oh. DRC. My dad is uh, from Kinshasa. And uh, when I was growing, when I was, um, when my mom was pregnant, she really wanted to give me like a Congolese name. But my dad, he kept thinking of like colonial French names, Belgian Mm -hmm. names. And my mom was like, no, like, unless it's an African name, then we'll just call her something else. So my mom, she wanted to call me um, Frida after Frida Kahlo. Yeah. And then my dad was like, aha, Faida, which is Swahili. 
Ah. And it means, uh, well, you can tell the kind of frame of mind my dad was in when he was in his mid twenties. It literally <laughs> means, as far as I know, it means like the interest that you get on your bank account. <laughs> but it also means like a blessing, a bonus, like something positive that comes into your life. So, Faida, there we go. Wow. Swahili name. Our name was originally Franks. Franks okay. and uh we had Russian Jewish ancestry and somewhere down the line one of my ancestors came to the UK and changed the name to Jayla mm. um to avoid persecution so yeah. I don't know too, too much about that side like the hit the that side of the the family but that's what I was always told but you know we get told these things in our family and then it could always be a lie <laughs> so, there's, there's that too there's that too To hear more of Faida, check out episode 99 and her YouTube channel, Freedom is Mine. Next up is episode 98 featuring dear sister, Safi Lynch Wilson. What's the meaning behind your name and what's the origins behind your name? So let me tell you a quick story about my name. My full name is actually Safiatu. Safiatu. Oh, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, know, I know that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My full name is actually Safiatu. But um, as you know, I'm from Liberia, which had a 14 plus year civil war. Mm-hmm. And so when I was 12 and we were fleeing the country, there was a part of the war involved um, genocide against uh, Muslims. Oh, wow. Yes, that was a little uh, piece of it that is not often talked about. And so um, my family is a Christian family, but we we have a lot of family members who are Muslims. And so most of us have Muslim names. And so my mother mother cut my name short so that we wouldn't um, look like a a Muslim family, so so that we would not be targeted. So that's how I became Safi legally on all these documents. But my uh, birth name is Safi Atu. But it, I don't think that part was something that we knew. It, it was uh, popular, especially being that we were in the southern most mm-hmm. part of Nigeria. And it's a highly dom- Christian-dominated mm-hmm. part of the country. Mm-hmm. So I don't, maybe that was one reason why it wasn't news to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, mm-hmm. Or newsworthy. For us to know something it wasn't, yeah it wasn't talked about much and it's still not talked about much when people talk about the um about that civil war because the the muslim population is not the dominant yes. population mm-hmm. but there are i mean but it's significant yeah it's significant and um there there has been strife you know between the different uh communities mm-hmm. and so that that was something that was happening but i think because of the the greater terror you know, I, I think that 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 got uh, minimized or just not talked about. But it was it was a real fear because my so my name was shortened. My brother changed his name entirely. Like he dropped an entire name and uh, took my my father's name, which is a Christian name. But what about the rest of uh, your names? Um, you know, many of uh, so Lynch and uh, Wilson is your marital name. Yes, it is. Okay. And- mm-hmm. 
uh, Blinch. It's your father's name. Your father's name. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. that that there any meaning to that? Uh, my father actually has roots from here, from okay. down south. Oh. Yeah, his his uh, father and their people were from here, and they went to Liberia. Because, you know, Liberia has a lot of um, uh, African-Americans, yes. uh, the Back to Africa mo uh, movement. So there, there's a lot of um, Americo-Liberians, that's yeah. what they're called. Yeah, so my father's roots, even though he was born and raised in uh, Liberia, his father and their roots, are um, from down south here, and they were um, actually uh, the name is Hill, but he was adopted by someone whose name was Lynch, and so that's oh. the name that we carried. Oh, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. So a lot of names in there. Wow. Next, we have episode 101 with the pleasant Miss Presita. So my name um, originally comes from Sanskrit. I was born in India, so Sanskrit, of course, is our uh, root language there, one of them. Um, and so it means pleasant. My name actually means pleasant in Sanskrit, and oh. I'm really lucky that I'm not a mean person otherwise it'd be a funny name for yeah me, but... we would have had to ask for a refund or something yeah right? even though i'm not the one who gave you the name but i'm still saying that that would have been yeah i would have to stuck with the middle name <laughs> <laughs> so i was born in mumbai india and i lived there until i was about five and then i moved from mumbai to houston um, and I, I was there for a few years and then i moved to oklahoma city and if you've ever been to Houston, you know that it's really not too far off from India because there's a huge Desi population there, a very big Indian population in Texas as a whole. Um, but Oklahoma was definitely a culture shock. There's not a lot of diversity. Well, there wasn't at the time. It's much better now. Um, but growing up for me was, I think, probably very typical in the sense of being an immigrant because you know, you go to school and you're American kind of, but not really because you're an immigrant. And then you go home and you're in the cultural activities and, you know, the we have our own celebrations and, you know, the things that we just do for culture. And you're Indian, but not really because you're kind of American. So yeah. <laughs> definitely a subculture. I grew up wearing a lot of Indian clothes. I remember show and tell. I like wore an Indian outfit to school. Any chance, any excuse I could get to wear Indian clothes or wear like my bindi, my... um like on, on my forehead, yeah. I would wear it. Any of my bangles, anything that I could wear that represented my culture, I wore it shamelessly. And my parents, they never made me feel bad for doing it. So, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's good. That's yeah. Good. That's good. I, I've basically grown up here. Once again, this was from episode 101 with the pleasant Miss Presita. Next is episode 103, Amanda and Rumbi. Uh, my name is Amanda, but my Shona name, my middle name is Tafara, which means we are happy. 
Wow. So, yeah, my brother named me that. I don't know what he was thinking. So I'm oh, sure he was not happy when I was born. Your brother? But, <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, yeah. So, and um, obviously come from Zimbabwe, uh, Harare to be specific. So that's the capital city. And I also happen to be born and raised there. So, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Um, my name is Rumbizai Nontokozo. Rumbizai, it means praise God, praise, oh. praise God. And Nontokozo means uh, joy. Um, and yeah, just like Amanda, I was born in the 263. We actually don't call it that, but in Zimbabwe, <laughs> yes. Uh, in Harare, born, raised in Harare in South Africa, in Ghana, and back to them so that's a bit of my story and uh amanda you said your brother named you is that is that common mm. for mm. a sibling to name a child instead no, of the parents no it's not it's not common but my brother is very revered in our family because he's the oldest son okay um so i feel like he just took his his right to just do what he wants and named me ah. <laughs> but um it wasn't like a well thought out like he just and i think my parents just wanted him to be involved so okay. he decided i never actually asked him why but that's what he was happy i guess <laughs> but i'm sure he wasn't when i started coming to like take over but yeah <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not common it's, yeah that is beautiful that you shared that To hear more of this conversation with Amanda and Rumbi, check out episode 103. Lastly, I wanted to give my late cousin, Tuanda Samoe, the last word, because I have known her all my life as a Marylander, and little did I know that there was a chance of her being a New Yorker. So she told me this while on my podcast and I just wanted the world to remember her and enjoy this little moment with me. She will always be there to me and we'll miss her. So episode 77 for the full conversation. It's funny because we were almost New Yorkers. Wow. <laughs> when I was younger um, and my parents were younger, um, my dad wanted to move to New York from Massachusetts. Um, and so he went out there, visited one of his friends or a cousin. I can't remember the story quite right, but he goes out there. He's like, Oh, you know, I got this young family. I'm going to come out to New York, make some money. So he comes out here, he goes into like a gas station or something. He comes out, his car is completely robbed. <laughs> like, <laughs> they took all of his things. So he got the New York special. This is like deep in the 80s, I yeah. think. And so, you know, that's when New York was New York. <laughs> and so he gets robbed and he's crying and he's so upset. And he was telling, he calls on the payphone, another one of his friends. And he's like, listen, man, you know, don't stay there. Come visit me in D.C. Like, I'll help you get back home, you know, so you, so you'll have some money and you can get back to Massachusetts. Yeah. So, uh, he ends up driving 
to DC from New York and he goes through Maryland and he's like, and this is before Maryland was, you know, developed in suburban. It was kind of country. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is kind of nice. You know, I can, I can move my family here. And so that's how we became Marylanders <laughs> instead of New Yorkers. Because <laughs> my dad got robbed. <laughs> And that's a wrap. I hope you all enjoyed these moments as much as I did. And I hope that you will check out each and every one of these episodes. Even if you already did before, do it again. Because it's worth checking out and enjoying and reliving that experience. So, everyone listening, don't forget to hit up www dot whitelabelamerican.com and hit the subscribe button you can donate there you can buy merch you can also join our patreon and don't forget to give us five stars it's easy just go on the website and it will um, connect you into whatever podcast platform you use and easy peasy give us your five stars write a great review and yeah, we'll love you extra than we already do. So with that being said, we'd love to give a shout out to Sam George, the very first person to buy us a cup of coffee. That's what donations are called for those who do not know. So yeah, do that. You make me very happy. Don't you like it when I'm very happy? So go out there and make me very happy, people. Um, before I forget, today's recommendation is Lead from the Outside by Stacey Abrams. See, she, she, she was on Star Trek uh, Discovery. Um, I don't know if I'll call that spoiler alert because I, I don't even watch the show, but it was everywhere online. So, yeah. And, yeah, that woman can be my president anytime, any day. So check out that book. It's a great book. I'm, I'm about to finish it. So that's why I'm recommending it twice in one month. That world record right here. So check it out. And as always, thank you for the privilege of your company. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoy the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.